Hi, I'm Mystic, aka Cynthia, the Gabby and Spontaneous F-bomb-dropping Virgo who likes to sort socks. And I'm Mind Power, Michelle, the highly inquisitive, science-loving hypnotherapist who reads and walks a whole lot. You're, You're listening, listening to Mind Power Meets Mystic. Mystic. We are wildly curious and we want to talk about how spirit meets business, how self-expansion meets love, and how relationships meet life's true purpose. Because it's our belief that there are invisible cosmic forces tying things together. My passion is for the powers of the mind, human nature, and the development of inner strength. I help people transform by investigating their subconscious and reframing or rewriting their internal thinking. My get-off is helping people discover their cosmic irony, where their biggest fear is actually their greatest strength. By uncovering these things, they can revolutionize what they do and how they do it. We want to share how people grow and become bigger, more integrated, more fulfilled, more passionate and inspired in their life's journey. Listen in as we explore transformations, shifts, and finding the ahas while making space for serendipity, the unknown, and magic. Follow us and expand your sense of what's possible. And have fun along the way. Dive in and see how Mind Power meets Mystic. Hey everyone, you're listening to Mind Power Meets Mystic with Michelle Walters and Cynthia Varkavisser. My Mind Power buddy, Michelle Walters, is letting me take the reins today. So I thought I would talk about something that we've been um, coming up with in my sessions with clients, which is are you live to work or work to live? Now, that sounds a little bit vague. So let me give you the details. A lot of clients are coming in these days, and it usually happens around this time, that they're unsatisfied with their jobs. They're not feeling like they're hitting their calling. They're not feeling like they are going to be able to advance they're not feeling like they're being appreciated. So there's a lot of not, 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 not. And my gig is to elevate you, feel like you are doing the work that you're meant to do and feel really good about it. So this is what I'd like to talk about, which is live to work, work to live. There are so many ways for you to fill your, fulfill your purpose. A lot of people come to me and they feel like they need to do their life's work and that their life's work needs to be reflected in their actual work. So it makes me laugh because if you're doing intuitive work, then the first thing that they feel like they must do, these clients, is become a reader. And the thought of doing readings just doesn't appeal to them. I will tell you that one of my favorite people that I grew up in the intuitive world with is an amazing intuit. And she happened to be a cardiologist. And so she used her intuition to really pay attention to what her clients need. And then she would take care of them and she used their compassion, her compassion. She would um, know through her intuition how to speak with them and make them feel comfortable so that she's much more approachable. She also could hear what the ailments were. So Yes, she worked on her Western medicine and she relied on it as she should. And at the same time, she took her subtle skills and listened to the variants. 
which is really important. Now that to me is an amazing way to heal. There are a lot of intuits who are meant to be writers and painters because it brings out uh, things for everyone, um, emotions for everyone else, gives them the opportunity to feel. And do not get me started on accountants, CPAs, attorneys. Yes, they are intuitive as well. And they have soul's purpose, which is to make sure that you um, have an advocate, that you can live without fear, that there's no shame where these uh, places are going. Now, you're like, Cynthia, I'm not any of those. Get on with it. So let's do this. First thing I like to talk about is get really, really broad and talk about all, there are four areas of, of work. And when you combine the four areas, you have four other little things. And then there's this one thing when you incorporate the four areas and the four combinations. And it's called Ikigai. It is Japanese. I have learned a little bit about Ikigai from um, reading books and listening to um, podcasts and uh, programs about longevity and how does how does Ikigai play into this? And you'll hear about it, right? Which is do the thing you, lo you love, be kind to people, which there's specifics. So let me go ahead and back it up. So Ikigai is the conversion, convergence of four areas of what you love, what you're good at, what the world needs, and what you can be paid for, okay? So if we converge what you love and what the world needs, that equals your mission. When you combine what the world needs and what you can get paid for, that equals vocation. And we'll get to that in a moment. If you combine, or not even if, let's go to when. When you combine what you can be paid for and what you're good at, that, my friends, is your profession. Now, when you converge what you can be paid for and what you're good at, oh, I just did that. If you put them all together, that is called ikigai. That is your mission, your vocation, your profession, your passion, all together in one. That is the highest vibing thing that you can do for yourself and for others. But just for today, because I only have a half hour with you, we're going to talk about your profession versus vocation. I love English, I love language. My mom was an English major, so she's the one that instilled it uh, in me. And so I, I wanted to take a look at what's the difference between profession and vocation. I know what it feels like, but I wanted to make sure I understood what the definition is. So vocation is a broader term uh, than profession. Vocations include a wide sense of purpose and contrib contribution to the world, whereas a profession constitutes a job or career with specific skills. So vocation has more sense of purpose than a profession. A profession is what are you really good at that you can get paid for that is a certain set of skills. A lot of my clients come in and they are 
professionals. They're in a profession. They are not in a vocation. It's not their calling. Most people that I know that are my age, I happen to be 56, by the way, um, in their mid-40s, all, the, um, all the way up, they find that they have fallen into a profession and now they want to move towards vocation. A lot of times, people will feel like my clients will say, hey, I know I'm meant to do something else. I don't know how to get there. So by doing a series of coachings, we get down to the place where people are ready to make a change, ready to vibe up, okay? There are certain people who are saying, let's go. Let's get into it. Let me move. Take that big leap. That is a huge intuitive and spiritual thing to do is to take, a, is to take that leap because what you're doing is that you're shocking your system. You're really disorienting your beliefs. You are challenging all your um, foundational um, values. It just is, it's a real great big mind fuck. And once you get past that, it's bliss. I mean, there's still a, a bunch of challenges, but it's not the same as um, not feeling your worth and feeling that you're just missing the mark in your life. All right. So I have a story for you. A lot of people know that I do intuitive work. I'm a coach. I'm a healer. I'm also a realtor. And I've been a realtor for over 15 years. And I would say the first 10 years, I was embarrassed to tell my spiritual community that I did real estate. And it was because I felt like I was letting them down. Or if I talked about my real estate, that people would think that I was trying to get them to buy property or for me to be their realtor or, you know, just something like that. Um, and in my real estate profession, I didn't want anybody to know that I did intuitive work because I didn't want people to think that I was, you know, only working on feelings and emotions and the, and the subtle things that I wanted people to understand that I did understand and love to negotiate. I love to get down to the nitty gritty of what people want in their home. I love seeing the transition. So the reason I'm asked, I'm talking about this is I wasn't thriving in my real estate community and I wasn't thriving in my intuitive uh, work. And it's because I didn't put it all together. So what that looked like is I would go to a ton of coaching sessions for my real estate work and say, you know, why can't I get to this place? Why can't I do these things? And the people would say, well, how did you get into real estate? This is how three people from three different parts of my life told me in one week that I would be a really good realtor. So I thought, ooh, sign from the universe. I need to be a realtor. Now, before I go on with this story, I'd like to remind you that you're listening to Mind Power Meets Mystic with Michelle Walters and Cynthia Varkavisser. Michelle is letting me have the spotlight today. So we are talking about live to work or work to live. Okay, backing up or actually continuing on. Uh, so people would say, well, what is your why? I'm like, I don't know what my why is. What I do know is that people said I would be a great realtor. And, you know, like 
like some people would do. I just kind of floated through. I floated through for 10 years saying, well, if I'm supposed to be a good realtor, people are naturally just going to come to me. That is not even close to the truth. Now let's go to the other side, which is my intuitive work. I love my intuitive work. I would do so many things for my for my intuitive work. And that wasn't thriving either. And that I'm like, this is my calling. This is what I'm supposed to do. And yet I wasn't sustaining myself. So I had to have that, that other thing. So what happened? I realized that I am only a part of myself in one um, profession and I'm only part of myself in my vocation. So I need to be vocation in my profession and profession in my vocation, meaning that I need to be 100% of who I am 100% of the time. So yes, talk about intuition and house clearings and house blessings and energy versus structural damage and real estate and talk about projections and finance and numbers and quarterly transactions um, when I'm talking about my intuitive work. It all is the same thing. It's all one. Okay, now, how does this apply to you? If you find that you're in a place where you're ready to make that leap and you know what that leap is, you can do one of two things. You can move along and just make that leap. Maybe as one of my clients said, it's going to be ramen for a couple of years. And once they're willing to make that quote unquote sacrifice, you know, or I know as the healer that they really are ready, that they're willing to take that chance. Their, their, their willingness to risk um, is greater than their willingness to stay in comfort, right? The other way to do it is to take baby steps. Now, let me back up because I made an assumption and I don't want to do that. Making that big leap is how you get to work to live. Work to live means that your you, the, the work that you do is so much fun and fulfills you so much that, that you enjoy the things that you do so much that it's not considered work. I love hearing about people who say, I love my work so much. I don't care how much I get paid because really I would do this stuff for free. And the little piece that I don't like, I'm getting paid a shit ton of money to do it. Right. That's fantastic. So these are people who live to work. People who work to live, they work their job. They do their job really well. They have integrity. And as soon as the clock stops, they go and they do the thing that makes them absolutely happy and joyful. That could be, think about the actors who are willing to work in restaurants and take on others, uh, other jobs in order to support their acting career as they're looking for ways to, to jump into that profession or their vocation. Think about um, other artists who are willing to do the work that is not their love their vocation and um and as soon as they get off their their work they're doing the thing that really really makes them happy that's uh work to live that also happens to be people who are incredibly happy i i my ex-brother-in-law was this person he would do his job he enjoyed his job it's not like he loved it he had no desire to move up 
or, you know, be incredibly ambitious, but what he loved was nature. And so he took all his money to go on vacations and he loved nature so much. He stayed within his state. So it didn't cost a whole lot of money. He spent his money to get a boat because he loved to fish. He spent his money to, you know, get licenses to hunt these kind of things. And that's what made his heart sing. That is work to live. There is nothing wrong with that. He is living his best life and he's showing his family how to be joyful, right? So there is no right way or wrong way. However, if you find that you're stuck, right? It's okay to want to be live to work and understand it's time to work to live. So here are the things that I recommend for you is first thing that you want to do is you want to decide what is that going to, what is the thing that I'm going to make a leap to? The beauty of in um, work to live is that you give yourself time to kind of fine tune what it is that you're looking for. There is this one woman I know, she's a client, she wants to hop into film and her current profession does not make a straight leap. So the first thing we did is we looked at all the connections between the two so that when she goes out and talks to people for this leap, that she can help other people make the connections of why it's not such a big deal to go from one, um, one profession to another, if that makes sense. Um, then once you do that, what you need to do is figure out what is the money that um, while I'm biding, that's not biding your time, while I'm figuring out this piece, what is the money? What is the finance? What do the finances look like so that when I'm ready to take that next step, that it won't be so frightening to me financially or with time or with whatever concerns that you may have, all right? So that's the second thing. The third thing is to make connections. Now, here's the thing that I find most interesting is that a lot of people who are in their profession wanting to change it to vocation, they are, um, they are saying, I really want to do this thing, but they're not telling anybody. So this is the time to get curious and have fun with curiosity. Go talk to someone and tell everybody, whomever that someone is, it could be someone in the grocery store line. It doesn't matter. What matters is that you're telling the universe that you're willing to explore these things so that you can create space and momentum for the next step towards your vocation. Okay. Then the last thing that I recommend is that you make sure that you do a work. People who want to live to work believe that they need to do A plus work wherever they go. I'm not saying don't be an A plus person. What I'm saying is if you're going home, coming home from work exhausted because you're doing A plus work, what I'm saying is bump it down just a little bit and do A work. Save some of that energy so that you can do your next thing. When you start creating that space and that momentum, trust me, the energy will come back and it will vitalize you. The thing that's going to be very nice is as you get excited to, um, as you get excited moving towards that next step, what happens is it creates better boundaries 
for your work, um, your current work. So here's what that looks like. A lot of times people don't want to move over because they are in a pleasing mode or they're in a financially um, financially stable mode in which you know making a leap is, is a little bit scary for them. And or and or they are problem solvers. A lot of entrepreneurs are problem solvers and artists are problem solvers because they can look at things in multiple ways, different, different spheres, I think is the best way to say that. They're spherical thinkers um, as well as logical thinkers. So they get to bounce around and noodle and find a, a solution. The thing that I like with my intuition is that I can make really good connections. So I don't think I'm a very good matchmaker when it comes to you know, romance and intimacy, but when it comes to work, I'm really good at going, oh my God, go talk to that person. Even if they're not in that thing, there's a nugget of information I know that by the two of you connecting will um, something really, really good will come out of that, okay? Uh, so now let's get back. Uh, once this is done, uh, once this is done and we are moving towards the next step towards our vocation, Remember I said that you will have better boundaries. What this means is you'll be so excited to keep going into that next phase that you'll be much more clear about what you want to do in your work. It's very important not to, to go down and get um, burnout. You don't want burnout in your job. What you want is to have consistently really good work, know when you're going to stop, know how you are solving your problems in order to keep that energy for after work and for your next step, okay? So these are the things that I recommend for you to help you go from work to live to live to work. And there's nothing wrong with work to live. It is very satisfying. It is also amazing if you are lived to work. There are no wrong answers here, people. What I want you to know is you'll hear this um, from me all the time that I have two rules whenever you're with me, right? Which is, oh, and if, and if you cannot abide by these two rules, you gotta get the fuck out. So number one is that you're always right. When your intuition is talking with you and your desire is say, is, is that voice is becoming louder than your, um, than your logic, your intuition is really, really talking to you. Pay attention, you're always right. So long as you don't get emotional or overthink it. That's another episode, okay? So uh, work your intuition, you're always right. It's not your body. What does that mean? Sometimes if you're in, a, in an atmosphere or in an environment, that you're not the only one that's dissatisfied with your work, you'll find that the energy is low, that people could be getting headaches, that there are coughs, that there are all these, there are all these things, that there are a lot of people who want to take PTO or need to have extended um, vacations, weekends. It's because their battery is going so low that they need to recharge and um, their low battery is aiding or also zapping your inner battery. 
Okay. So that's when I say it's not your body. Go back, really get into your energy and stick with your energy. You do not want your joy to the next step, get zapped by other people's energy. So this is why it's very important. Now, I've given you some tips and tricks. I hope you enjoy the information that was provided. If you have any questions, please feel free to, to reach out. Uh, you can question through the thread on the podcast or come find me at um, www.cynthiabarkavisser.com or hit me up on Instagram or Facebook. You are listening to Mind Power Meets Mystic with Cynthia Varkavisser and Michelle Walters. Please follow us. We have such good information for you. And we make sure to uh, interview people who have much value to provide for you as well. So follow us, see what's up. Tell your friends and family, you'll love us. I promise you, you'll love us. All right, take care. Bye. You've been listening to Mind Power Meets Mystic.